Hello, this is Roy Lilly. <clears throat> well, you know, it's not difficult. It really isn't. We make it difficult. We complicate it. Management really isn't difficult. It's all the other stuff that gets in the way. You have to get the basics right. Do that and you're halfway there. The basics? Well, always hire people who are better than you. Be sure to tell them clearly what you want them to do. It's a must to involve them in agreeing and deciding how to do it. Create the time and space for these good people to get on and do great things. Be accessible, and that means being there, not here, behind a desk. Understand you can't save time, but you can invest it, so prioritise. Remember, there is no I in team, but there is in win. And last, but first, realise happy patience means first, happy staff. How simple is all that? The Great Book of Management, page one. <laughs> the truth is, it's not difficult. It takes time and energy, commitment and enthusiasm, but it's not difficult, providing you always have a clear idea of what it is you want to do. So the next question asks itself, what are we trying to do? If I were really truthful, I don't know. I just don't recognise the NHS anymore. I've lost touch with it, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. No one seems bothered. I thought I knew. I thought in the round the NHS existed to provide peace of mind. Peace of mind for people old and frail. Peace of mind for people who become the victims of happenstance and life. Peace of mind knowing if the what if happened, the NHS will be there with no ifs or buts. There can be no peace of mind if you're sandwiched somewhere in the middle of seven and a half million other people waiting for something to happen. There can be no peace of mind if you know the person looking after you today won't be there tomorrow. There can be no peace of mind if we know ringing 999 in a crisis is no longer a guarantee for help. No one seems bothered. Most of what we can't do relates to the fact we could do it but we don't have enough people well-trained enough to do it. The strikes are dragging on. The unions flirt with disaster, edging closer to tragedy by withdrawing more people for longer. The more protracted the strikes, the less likely the government are to give in. The unions are striking over last year's deal. They're refusing to talk about next year. HMG gifted the perfect reason to sit in the middle and tough it out. No one seems bothered. We casually accept that because the shortage of staff is infecting parts of the NHS with dismally poor and dangerous services, more danger, to make a point, doesn't matter. Nobody seems bothered. We're muddling along, deaf to the siren voices, blind to the risks, silent, unable to have the conversations we should. Most of us won't use the NHS today, this week, this month or even this year. We might go half a lifetime and never see the inside of a hospital or surgery. That's probably why people aren't that bothered. When comes our turn, we might be bothered. What are we trying to do? Muddle through? Fix broken industrial relations? Plan a workforce for the future? Get the system doing IT basics? Agree what we want to spend on the health service? What are we trying to do? muddle through, avoid sensible industrial relations because of the domino effect across government's pay bill, 
prevent the workforce plan from being published because of financial implications, give IT a wide berth and talk rubbish about artificial intelligence, hope no one notices that the next two years' funding for the NHS is under 2%. Strikes won't fix the depleted workforce. That'll take 10 years. A pay rise won't fix the cost of living crisis. Putin will make sure of that. A recovery plan won't recover the NHS quick enough to stop people dying waiting. And under 2% is austerity funding, and we know what that does. Does anyone know what are we trying to do? Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon.